Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. From the Gert Boyle Studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. Oregon and its child welfare system have been in and out of court since, 20, uh, since 2019, defending against a class action lawsuit on behalf of every child in foster care in the state. The case was brought by Disability Rights Oregon and the national advocacy group A Better Childhood. They're pushing for adequate facilities and supports and an end to the trauma they say kids suffer in state custody. Similar suits have been brought in other states, including in Tennessee, where a settlement led to reforms that resulted in improved outcomes for young people. A trial date is set for May in Oregon's case. Oregon's Department of Human Services told us they cannot provide comment on this ongoing litigation, but Marsha Robinson-Lowry is with us. She is the lead attorney in the case and the director of A Better Childhood. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. What exactly led you to file this suit in 2019 on behalf of all foster children in the state? We had learned from talking to advocates in the state and talking to people who represented the children in the state uh, that there were serious problems in the state, and it was not the state was not, in fact, addressing the problems. The more we dig uh, dug into it, uh, the more we looked at data, uh, the more we heard heartbreaking children's stories, the more convinced we were that we needed to organize a lawsuit in this state. And unfortunately, the lawsuit continues without resolution, but it is going to trial on May 13th. We'll get to that in, in, in just a few minutes, but what, I mean, what specifically did you see, do you see, as some of the most serious deficiencies in the system? Well, that's easy to answer because all you have to do is look at the data. So in Oregon, the maltreatment rate for children in the foster care system is almost twice the national average. The average length of time that children spend in the foster care system, and the foster care system is supposed to be a temporary system, average length of time in Oregon is uh, 20, almost 30, 21 months as compared to the average in the country nationally, which is about 17%. The placement stability rate, and placement stability means the number of times a kid moves from one place to another. Those kinds of things, moving frequently from one place to another, are just deadening for a child, really destroys the child's spirit. So in Oregon, children spend uh, 5.3 moves um, as compared to national average, which is only 4.1. And also, very significantly, children are not supposed to stay in the system too long, but when uh, children are returned home, by the state of Oregon, they are much more likely to re-enter the foster care system because the state has not done a good job of deciding whether it's now safe for children to return home. And so the re-entry rate uh, into foster care um, in Oregon is 14.4% as compared to a national average of 8.3%. So when you look both at the national data and see how other systems are doing and you see how poorly Oregon compares to that, it was clear 
that a class action lawsuit was necessary. And unfortunately, as the case has gone forward, uh, the state has not indicated any willingness to look at its problems and try to resolve them, but instead uh, they have kept this case going. Um, and in fact, uh, the last information that we have of how much the state has spent to avoid dealing with this, these problems is that they've spent over $12 million already. Meaning $12 million to fight this lawsuit. That's right. That's right. And they probably have spent more because we don't have recent data on it. How significant was it when federal judge Ann Aiken ruled that your lawsuit could proceed as a class action suit? That was enormously significant. So right now we represent the 4,600 kids who are in the foster care system. We, re we represent every one of them. And that's what we're going to prove at trial, that these kids uh, do not have the, the kinds of benefits they're supposed to have under the Constitution uh, to keep them safe, to keep them protected, to give them a chance at a decent childhood. Now, you've said a couple times now that you're going to be going to trial. My understanding is a trial date is set for May 13th. But I also That's understand that, that the state sent you a settlement offer just a couple days ago, just on Friday. Um, what was in that settlement offer? And and if you're going to trial, what? why was the settlement offer not good enough for you? Well, of course, uh, settlement offers are confidential, so I can't talk about any of the terms. In fact, we have been engaged in settlement talks uh, for about a month now, and we have uh, we have sent settlement offer to the state, which it rejected, and then they finally uh, sent a settlement offer to us last Friday. Um, and it, and again, I can't comment on what they've proposed or what we proposed, but it is in fact the settlement offer that we received um, was totally unsatisfactory. Will not protect the children that we represent, and will not give um, the state uh, the opportunity to uh, be responsible for making things better. The state is not interested um, in committing to specific outcomes for children. And, and children need a better system than Oregon is now providing for them. When, when you say that the state is not interested in, in guaranteeing specific outcomes, meaning in, in the, the kinds of categories that you mentioned earlier about how many placements they're in or how long they're, they're in foster care? I mean, what, I, I understand that you're saying you, that some aspects of this are confidential, but I, I just, if possible, I'd love it if our listeners could have a, a better understanding of, of the heart of the disagreement. Right. Well, we've said this from the beginning. We think that the, the state gets better by doing better for the kids it serves. And the way you measure whether the state is doing better for the kids that it serves is by having better outcomes, by getting children back home or into another permanent living situation as soon as possible, by not having children harmed, harmed while they're in state custody. These kids are, in fact, being abused while they're in state custody. 
by not having kids move from one place to another. I mean, that's just devastating for a kid. What are the what are the mechanisms that have worked in other states to accomplish these things? Because l- let's say that the state did agree to uh, to, to guarantee some of these th- these you know various metrics. How, what does it take to lower the number of placements? What does it take to speed up um, the time that somebody is in under state care before they are in a permanent home? How do states actually do these things? Well, and I'm glad you asked me that question because some states actually do it. And the way you do it is not by ch- just changing your policies, but it's by changing your practice. It's by having enough caseworkers so that caseworkers can spend time on individual children's individual cases. It's by having enough places for children to go when they need to be housed outside their homes. It's by having the special services the kids need, uh, therapeutic foster homes, uh, especially supported um, uh, services for kids, um, looking for placements for children, uh, all of those kinds of things, and not making decisions just based on a policy, but making decisions about whether to return a kid home or not, based on the individual circumstances of the individual child and the family. We all, we certainly believe that children are best raised by families, not by institutions. Yet Oregon, time after time, has looked for safety valves about where they can put children. For a while, they were sending children out of state. They don't do that anymore. Good for them. But then they've got to find the right places for kids in the state so that the children can get the services they need. Some of these kids are, have been terribly traumatized by what they've experienced at home. They need services. The parents who may want to take the children back and they really care about the children need services to help them get themselves into a position that they can take their children back safely and not beat the child up. That requires individual workers. It requires good training. It requires um, more services for kids and families. Uh, But that's not what Oregon's providing. Do you see major differences in the the amount of money per capita, uh, per, per foster capita, um, in terms of Oregon and other states you've worked with? In other words, can, can a lack of money alone, a lack of investment in the foster care system, explain the differences that you've encountered? No, no, it can't. Of course, a very poor state will probably do a poorer job, won't have enough workers, won't necessarily have enough placements. But our, it's not a matter of money. And in fact, one of the best systems in the country now is a uh, is the state of New Jersey, where over a period of time, the system, in fact, reformed itself by doing exactly those things, making sure the caseloads were lower. You have to start. But isn't New Jersey one of the richest states in the country? It is a rich state, uh, but look at Oklahoma, which is which is not one of the richest state, rich states, 
which is also doing an incredibly strong job in providing additional placements for children. In Oklahoma, uh, they provide additional services for kids in both foster homes and in kinship homes. But the services that the kids need are what the state is providing. And Oklahoma uh, is not a wealthy state at all. It's not a matter of money. It's a matter of making a commitment to doing better and really counting on what you do, look at, looking and seeing what you're doing. Oregon, for example, does not get children assessed in a timely manner. You can't provide services for a child if you don't understand what the child needs. And yet, Oregon doesn't timely get uh, children the assessments that they need. That's, that's not something we say. It's, in fact, a matter of federal law, and the state's supposed to do it, but they're not. Uh, why not? Um, they are not doing it. So this is not a system that needs to be run as poorly as it has been. It what are you is, expecting in the trial that is now slated to begin on May 13th? We are going to both produce the data and the stories of children and expert reports that show that the system is not working for kids, is not protecting kids. And we're going to present that to the judge who, as you said, has has certified the class. Um, and we hope that we are going to convince her that the state needs to do something very differently and needs to be held accountable for what it's doing to its poorest and most vulnerable citizens. Marsha Robinson-Lowry, thanks very much. Thank you. Marsha Robinson-Lowry is a lead attorney in the class action lawsuit against Oregon's Department of Human Services brought on behalf of all foster kids in the state. As she noted, her nonprofit, A Better Childhood, um, has rejected the most recent settlement offer from the state. The case will go to trial on May 13th.